visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Welcome to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie So. Up this hour, we have Chinese to go, a short Chinese lesson for you, and hashtag Taiwan, where you can learn the latest on social media. And status update, our interactive show with our listeners. But first, join us for Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's Tuesday, February 18th, and in the studio we have Leslie Liao. Hello, everybody. Jake Chen. Hello. And I'm Natalie So. We'll be talking about how students are getting ready to go back to school, finally. Also, how most Taiwan workers don't want to go back to China to work. And driverless vehicles are moving forward. We'll tell you more about that. And also, a village in Hualien is trying to get world heritage status. We'll be telling you more about those stories coming up next. Okay, so students have been on an extended break. They were supposed to go to school a couple of weeks ago. At least my kids were. Right. Anyway, uh, they're getting ready to go back um, in about a week, right? Yeah, I think it's uh, the 25th, which is the upcoming Tuesday. Uh, now, currently, the government has not announced uh, any further extensions. So it looks like uh, students are finally going back to uh, their schools. So uh, we're looking at tens of thousands of uh, elementaries and uh, middle school students all across Taiwan. And it is a, uh, a major health concern. You know, currently, Taiwan has no cluster infection. So that, that is good. But uh, schools are on their P's and Q's uh, when it comes down to putting different measures uh, uh, in place to ensure that students can uh, uh, continue their study uh, safely uh, and away from the virus. Here's a pretty interesting photograph. Here is the Taoyuan Zhongshan Guoxiao, so the Taoyuan Zhongshan Elementary School. They placed uh, a tent in several other classes. So if there are students who comes in, um, like all employees in Taiwan now, they have to have their body temperature measured. If they have signs of uh, fever, uh, they won't be excluded from class, but they will be uh, uh, sitting inside a tent with a chair inside, and, and that's how they're going to study for the 14 days quarantine period. You mean the tent is outside <laughs> each classroom? No, the tent is inside a classroom. Oh, inside a classroom? And there's a chair inside a tent. So <laughs> I, I'm not sure how this would help. That's creative. Because you, you still, you know, technically air can still pass in and out of the tent, and that's how the virus gets spread. But, uh, you know, I, I guess, uh, you know... Tents aren't cheap, man. That's a that's a lot of tents if they're doing budget. that for all the classrooms. Right. Uh, asked about it, the uh, principal of the school said, uh, "You know, this is the biggest school uh, in terms of number of students uh, in Taoyuan, no, the really. Taoyuan area." So, you know, he said he, you know, he'd rather be uh, safe than sorry. Although, you know, like I said, I'm not sure how safe this is gonna be. Um, in terms of going back to school, a lot of officials at different levels have uh, you know, spoken up about measures that they advise students and parents uh, to take. Some are err more on the cautious side, uh, like House Minister Chen Shizhong. He's uh, he's calling all parents, you know, the, the usual procedures that we all talked about. You know, wash your hands, make sure the children wash their hands as often as possible. Uh, he called on schools to uh, wipe uh, their desk and their chairs uh, multiple times a day. And stuff like that. And uh, Taipei Mayor Ko Wenjie, who I think was a doctor, 
before uh, he was, yeah, he uh, he took the office. He said, uh, like I think Ku's policy has been quite unique in the last couple of weeks in that he errs on the more not relaxed, he errs on the more calm mm. side, mm-hmm. right? All the things. He said, uh, you know, like there's no need to be overly panicky about the whole thing because that literally weakens your immune system as well. Yeah. And <laughs> so, That's very pragmatic. Yeah, like, you know, coming from a, That's true. a actual doctor, I guess he, he knows what he's talking about. And he said, uh, you know, uh, you know, as far as per <laughs> the ratio is, Taiwan currently has, has, I think, 19 or 20 cases per 23 million, which is very low. He said, uh, you know, just exercise your procedures and, you know, your children will be fine. So... Um, yeah, I guess different takes from different officials, and uh, we'll see how things uh, work out coming next Tuesday. All right. Okay, we don't need to panic, but um, the Taiwanese who work in China and who came back over the Chinese New Year, uh, most of them do not want to return. Can't really blame them, do you? Um, there was a recent survey that showed two-thirds of them do not want to go to China and work there anymore. <laughs> well, like permanently or? Um, I don't know. Uh, Can they go back? I mean, are there flights? Because I think the vast majority of flights are, uh, at least coming this way, have been cut off. I did a story earlier today about how actually employers in China, the Taiwanese business people, are actually telling their employees to come back, oh, okay. to go back to China to work. Okay. And then the government doesn't want them to go back, right? No. Taiwan's government, right? Yeah. It would, and then, um, yeah, there was a whole press conference about it last, uh, oh, yesterday, actually. Um, one of the labor activism groups got involved, and they're just like, this is this might open up loopholes and stuff in our current prevention methods. That's true. I mean, if if they go back and they get infected, right, and then... But currently, they can't come back. That's what we know for sure. Oh, right. Flights coming this way, they're That's out. That's true. Yeah. Mm. So, like, it's a one-way thing. It's like you're going... But then you're going to come back I, here. I don't even think about it. That's actually... Oh, yeah. man. I don't like... I don't like it when things are one way. Like, you don't have the option. So they can go there, but then they can't return to Taiwan mm. until all of this is over, I guess. Yeah. yeah like, I, I don't know how the flight situation is going to China. You know, I mean, it sounds like if they can't go, then there are flights. But, uh, like, 95% of the flights are, are cut off. Unless, like, it's between Taipei and major cities. So I think there are five cities that there are still flights. Yeah, Beijing and Shanghai still has it. Um, my home city, Tianjin, they cut it off pretty pretty early. So... Yeah, it remains to be seen how, how this uh, turns out. Yeah, so anyway, um, this is actually, well, this was done by a job bank. So mm. um, they are saying that this is affecting people's you know aspirations to pursue a career in China. Do they see a sudden uh, uptick of uh, job searches and inquiries in Taiwan? Uh, that, I, I don't know that's about probably, that. I mean, this coincides at a very opportune, well, not opportune time, but I want to say like, it coincides with the Lunar New Year, which mm-hmm. yes, is yes. the most time people are looking for jobs anyway because they got their bonus. They got that's their yearly bonus. Yeah. That's true. When well, there's so time to pay, there's no better time to, yeah. So, I th- I mean, I would actually, I'd be interested to see the statistics on that just to see if there's an even more uncharacteristic uptick when compared to the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, even accounting for those who are looking for new jobs after the Lunar New Year. Mm. Yeah, well, at least... Less people want to go to China, put it that way. And it's also affecting the industries that are connected to China. You know, the supply chain of semiconductor products, electronic components, display panels. Which is the backbone of 
Taiwan's economy, a big yeah, part of Yeah, these are all, you know, connected. We have factories in Wuhan and, and Shanghai and Beijing, uh, Shenzhen. So... I have friends who are super concerned about losing their jobs here in Taiwan. Like, they work here. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, but because they work on the... Uh, they work in, uh, I think... They're the, the providers of electronic components, yeah, yeah. so the, it's very closely linked to to factories. Not in Wuhan, but you know China's economy has been affected pretty significantly anyway. Some of them are already preparing for a potential job loss. So you know, wow. would it be that? Would it, I think that would be so short? That would be kind of short sighted on the company's end, right? Because this is yeah. something that's getting more and more contained each and every day, and then we hope so cut just to cut losses like that in the short term you, you right you, you throw away someone who has all this expertise all this training all this experience yeah yeah and they're hoping it's their uh, like the friends that i've talked to it's their employees here in taiwan who yeah. might make that decision and i hope they don't do that yeah yeah so you know it would it, seem incredibly short-sighted to me if that happens yeah you know the um job bank also noted some other trends regarding um work in china there's now more trends to reserve management positions for locals or multinationals rather than Taiwanese. And also um, a lot because of... Because they're not going? <laughs> well, no. Well, I think in, in, in past years. And also um, a lot of manufacturing is moving to Southeast Asia. So this makes China a different market for Taiwanese. Have you guys considered ever going there for work? I worked there for a year and a half. I think, mm-hmm. I think it was. What uh, were you doing? I did education. I was a teacher. Oh. Um, so I, I guess you know a lot of the vast majority of Taiwanese who work there are in electronics. So that's a vastly different industry. I don't think I have yeah. much knowledge in that. It is, I, I hear it's just way too competitive over there. The things you really hear about, um, not just get the job market, but like the college entrance exams and the length to which people will go to get a good score. It's 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 almost mind-boggling to me. Yeah. I'm. I don't think I I have what it takes to survive in an environment like that. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a very competitive and um, kind of cutthroat place, I think. In I mean, in terms of competition. Mm. Anyways, uh, we hope that the outbreak and the virus uh, does get contained in China and that things can resume uh, back to normal. So we are moving forward with driverless vehicles. What has happened lately? Yeah, so there's been a milestone for driverless vehicles in Taiwan, actually. And driverless vehicles have been kind of a focus of the government, whether it's like AI or smart transportation, smart city integration. Wouldn't you believe it? Last week, they issued the first license plate for the first driverless vehicle. So, of course, driverless vehicles aren't going to have the same license plates as as people like I think that's a pretty safe move. It, it better be glowing late at night. <laughs> it better be glowing. So I, can, I can see it from a mile away. Yeah, yeah. And um, this is, it began to, so like this happened in October of last year, which there was actual legislation. And the legislation is called the Act for Uncrewed Vehicle uh, Technology Innovations and Experiments. And um, oh, what sounds, happened? Sounds serious. It, I mean, with all legislation, I guess. But the company to receive this uh, kind of the first license plate, which is a nice milestone, is Kinway Tech Technology, which is part of the Chunghua Telecom family. And it received the nation's first license plate for autonomous vehicles. And uh, I guess it was a really huge thing because uh, the, the transportation minister, Ling Jialong, was at the ceremony in which they bestowed the uh, the license plate. Anyway, they say that they want smart transportation to become more and more part of, you know, the cityscape all around Taiwan. I know 
in Taipei, they were testing driverless buses already, and they were skirting with the idea of integrating it into the Taichung Flora Expo. As part of the shuffle, uh, the shuttle service? Shuttle services okay. in and out there. Uh, that, that would make sense. Yeah, and then they're, they're already talk, talking about, like, well, they're already uh, autonomous vehicles, like the Danhai, up in Danshui, north of Taipei, they have a light, light, speed, light rail, and apparently that's basically pretty much automated. Mm. So they're saying, you know, this is a nice milestone. We've got a little bit to go, but we're already on our way there. Which is, would you trust the driverless car? I think I would. Yeah, I think I, if it's I, light rail, sure. You yeah. know, if it's. I mean, even I mean, after someone else tests it for a while, <laughs> I would go on it. <laughs> they're saying like you know, driverless cars—they're actually much more safer than anything. I mean, even a person, any person, and I'm a driver too. I know my, I have my liabilities. I, I'm sleepy sometimes. I'm distracted sometimes. My problem so. is I have a short fuse on the road. Yeah, I can. Uh, oh I have gosh. a very short fuse on the road. So that's very common, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so it's not like people are, are so perfect as <laughs> drivers yeah. as well. So, I mean, I think the technology is probably pretty comprehensive. Mm. And I hope so. Yeah. I think we're going to see it uh, on the road pretty soon. In our lifetime. Okay, so um, some people are hoping that the voting age can be lowered here in Taiwan. Can you tell us more about That's that? That's right. So there was, uh, before the most recent elections that we had last month in January, uh, there were stirrings of the voting age getting lowered in Taiwan. Now, Natalie, do you know what the voting age in Taiwan right now is? 20, right? It's straight. Yeah, it's kind of a strange number because everywhere else it is around 18 or so. And that's what a lot of law- lawmakers are, uh, are looking to do. Um, one of the people, one of the parties that's kind of spearheading this entire project is the Taiwan People's Party, which is oh. the third largest party in Taiwan. Is that the uh, Co- that's Mayor Ko's Co- party? That's yeah. Mayor Cohen's party, Where? and uh, they already vowed uh, since the uh, the legislative session began in uh, the February first, uh, and they already vowed to say, "Hey, we're going to be pushing legislation, and we're going to amend the constitution to ensure eighteen-year-old citizens can vote." So effectively lowering the voting age by two years. Oh, so his his lawmakers are going to push for that. He has a lot of support among young people, so I mm-hmm. think I could see I him doing this. I was going to say, yeah, if anybody would push for that, that would be his party. He's yeah. very popular. Um, yeah. Not only that, but like this is, it's strange, not even strange by like TPP is is getting to spearhead this, but like even a lot of the DPP already said they're committing so and they have a mandate in the legislature already so i don't think this is going to be much of an issue well dpp um, is also supported by a lot of young people that that as well so they they need to uh amend two laws which is the civil servants election and recall act and then they also have to amend the presidential and vice presidential election and recall act that's interesting well you know in taiwan you can serve in the military at 18 you can drink at 18 so you should be able to vote, right? I mean, I don't know what voting uh, is not even. It's probably less important than drinking. <laughs> you think in the so? You right? really think so? Uh, Twenty years old. I don't know how they came to that decision because there seems to be a consensus. Most among, like ninety percent of the countries of the world are you can vote at eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Did they model that after any law from other countries, or did they just? I have no idea. They just said mm. since the constitution. 
uh, came into effect in 1947. The voting age has always been 20 years old. Hmm. So if it does pass, it would be interesting how that affects um, politics in Taiwan. Yeah, well, you're going to just be big... opening up a whole other demographic to mm-hmm. you know be eligible to vote, and that'd be interesting to see how it would affect the political landscape. But yeah. the young people, I think they do deserve right a say in the future right of the country. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> have a um, place in Huamian that is trying to get world heritage status. Tell us about this village. That's right. So Huamian is seeking to get a cultural heritage status for a military dependence village that's nearly 80 years old. And I don't know if you guys heard of it. It's Jinsun. Yep. Yeah. The villages are residential compounds that were set up to house soldiers and family members uh, brought to Taiwan with Chiang Kai-shek's Nationalist Army back in 1949. Um, they say there's about 10 dependent villages within the city, but only this one, Jieso Xingchun, which is Jieso New Village, has all of its original architecture. And that's why they're going for the heritage, you know, in heritage site, it initi- it, in, in Chinese it's Guji, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of like a relic. Almost like a historical, yeah, relic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they say this, uh, this actually, this village goes all the way back to maybe the Japanese colonial era. And... Um, it's kind of like one of those time capsules, they say. It really preserves elements of societal transition that occurred following World War II. Taiwan is just, the history has always just been about change. Uh, so much change. I wouldn't be surprised because I, I know I did a show on that many years ago that mm. a lot of the military dependence village, they just basically remodeled the houses that used to serve they used to be uh, um, the houses for Japanese generals while they were here. Yeah, really. They just use that. I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, if that's actually the case, that needs to be preserved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jake is absolutely right. The story goes on to say, you know, GSO was actually built in 1941 by the Japanese colonial administration mm. as public housing. Uh, there was a housing shortage at the time, apparently. I bet. And uh, the city, uh, it has 27 Japanese-style buildings with two units each. So there's to- a total of 54 houses. The village was built in less than five years, which back then was a huge feat, apparently. And then after it housed Japanese officials, then it became to nationalist soldiers. And then slowly it began transitioning to be like the tourist spot that it is today. Oh, really? So it's a tourist spot right now? Yeah. That's pretty cool. What is it called? Uh, okay, so that's a place to check out if you're interested in, you know, how the Japanese and the former soldiers lived in Taiwan. But thanks for joining us for Here in Taiwan, and do stay tuned for Chinese to Go, hashtag Taiwan, and status update. For Here in Taiwan, I'm Natalie So. I'm Leslie Liao. And I'm Jake Chen. We'll see ya. Are you listening? <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds.
Welcome to Chinese to Go, the program where you learn authentic Chinese, the Chinese we use in real life in Taiwan. Happy Valentine's Day! How did you celebrate this year's Valentine's Day? Let's listen to a conversation. Happy Valentine's Day! How did you celebrate this year's Valentine's Day with your boyfriend? 我没有男朋友。我不庆祝情人节，很无聊，没有意义。I don't have a boyfriend, and I don't celebrate Valentine's Day anyway. It's boring and meaningless. 我和我太太一起过的。我送她一盒巧克力，还有一束花。I spent the day with my wife. I gave her a box of chocolate and a bouquet of flowers. 你太浪漫了，你老婆运气真好。有你这么好的先生。You are so romantic. Your wife is so lucky to have such a wonderful husband like you. 其实我也不想过情人节。老婆要过,我必须说是。Actually, I don't really want to celebrate Valentine's Day, but my wife wants to do it, so I have to say yes. 好在每年情人节只有一天,老婆高兴就好。Well, as long as she is happy, and there's only one Valentine's Day every year. Okay, let's begin with the first sentence. 情人节快乐。情人节快乐。情人节。Valentine's Day. 快乐。Happy. 情人节快乐。Happy Valentine's Day. 你今年情人节是怎么过的? 和你男朋友一起过的吗? How did you celebrate this year's Valentine's Day? With your boyfriend? 今年。This year. The Chinese word 过 means how do you celebrate the day or how do you spend the day? 和你男朋友一起过的 With your boyfriend? Did you celebrate the day with your boyfriend? 男朋友,boyfriend 我没有男朋友我不庆祝情人节,很无聊,没有意义 I don't have a boyfriend and I don't celebrate Valentine's Day anyway It's boring and meaningless 我没有男朋友没有,without 我没有男朋友。I don't have a boyfriend. 我不庆祝情人节。I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. 庆祝。Celebrate. 很无聊。It's so boring. 没有意义。Meaningless. 我和我太太一起过的。我送她一盒巧克力,还有一束花。我和我太太一起过的。I spent the day with my wife. 太太,wife. 我送她一盒巧克力。巧克力,chocolate. 一盒,one box. 盒,box. 送,to give, to send. 还有一束花。还有,also, 
一束花 ，a bouquet of flowers， 花 ，flowers。你太浪漫了，你老婆运气真好，有你这么好的先生。你太浪漫了，浪漫 ，romantic。太 is an adverb。你太浪漫了 ，you are so romantic。你老婆运气真好。运气真好 ，so lucky. 老婆 is an informal way of referring to one's wife. 先生 means husband. 有你这么好的先生 ，to have such a wonderful husband like you. 其实我也不想过情人节，老婆要过，我必须说是。Actually, I don't really want to celebrate Valentine's Day, but my wife wants to do it, so I have to say yes. 其实。Actually, 我不想 I don't want to. 老婆要过 My wife wants to celebrate it. My wife wants to do it. 我必须说是 I have to say yes, or I have to agree. 是 means yes. 好在每年情人节只有一天，老婆高兴就好。Well, as long as she's happy, and there's only one Valentine's Day every year. 只有一天 ，only one day. 每年 ，every year. 高兴 ，happy. 老婆高兴就好 ，as long as she is happy. This week on hashtag Taiwan, the Great Toilet Paper Panic of 2020. Now, <laughs> hold off. I already know the questions you're about to ask. What's a toilet paper panic? Why do I have to specify 2020? Well, a toilet paper panic is when people rush to the stores. They clear out all the toilet paper, causing a nationwide shortage. Why do I have to specify 2020? Because this isn't the first time it's happened in Taiwan. I am dead serious. The first toilet paper panic was in 2018, and if you don't believe me, here's the website from Wikipedia, the web page that documents the whole affair. And as we all know, Wikipedia <laughs> doesn't lie. Checkmate, you guys. So, what caused the 2018 toilet paper panic? Well, a combination of questionable marketing practices and media sensationalism led consumers to believe that toilet paper prices would rise by 30% or more. What's causing the 2020 toilet paper panic? Well, the short answer is the coronavirus outbreak. And for the long answer, well, Andrew, I'm going to turn to your Twitter for that one. Me? <laughs> oh no! Andrew says all of Taiwan is completely losing their collective mind. There's literally no toilet paper on the shelves again because someone said face masks and toilet paper are made of the same material. They're not. <laughs> Andrew, were you, was this motivated by a certain? Were you looking for toilet paper? I have to tell you, the worst thing is is when there's a run on the stores and you actually do need toilet paper, <laughs> right? Okay, you know, if I buy, if you saw me buying toilet paper, it's not because other people were buying it; it was because maybe、you、I need needed、it. some. Okay. Did you get it? Yeah. <laughs> 
Let's not discuss my toilet paper situation. Let's moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Taiwan's premier Su Zhenzang, being the master of social media that he is, released this graphic. On the top, it says, "We have but one butt." <laughs> don't hoard. Don't believe the worst things you hear on the internet. He goes on to clarify to say that the face masks in Taiwan are made from non-woven fabric produced in Taiwan, and the toilet paper that we used is made from pulp sourced from South America. As you can see, face masks and tissue paper have absolutely nothing to do with anything with each other, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Even with the premier's warnings. That didn't stop people from making a run on the stores. Eric Gao went to the store to refill his toilet paper needs, and only to find the stores and the toilet paper completely barren. There's wow. nothing there. Do you see anything? The shelves are just empty. They're completely empty. There's nothing there. Wow. People act fast. People do act fast.、Mm. Anyway, the face mask rationing period when that began, there was a Facebook. A、uh, custom profile frame that you can use for your profile picture, which said, "I'm okay. You can get your face mask first." It was just a nice way to express, you know, "Hey, I'm healthy. I'm all right. I'm gonna let other people go get their face masks first." Very nice. Listen to the pick of the week time. All right, guys. So with this whole toilet paper panic going on, some wise guy on the internet created this custom frame. Get this. He says, "I'm okay. You poop first. <laughs> I'm gonna save the toilet paper、oh, for the people who can't hold it in." That's very、like、brown nice. Brown lining.、Yeah. All right, guys. After that, I feel like we need to culture it up. So I'm gonna close it with this: the culture ministry is getting in on a piece of this action. One of the events that has been canceled, or actually, I should say, postponed because of the coronavirus outbreak, is the Taipei International Book Exhibition. But the culture ministry would like to remind you that it's postponed and not canceled. So it's saying, "This it gives you this picture of a bunch of books, and it says, 'Hey, we're made from pulp too. Why don't you fight over us instead?'" <laughs> Good marketing. Support the local publishing industry, right? Or libraries, yeah. yeah. You know, I find unlike toilet paper, intelligence can never be in short supply. This is status update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm Leslie Liao, sitting in for John Venture. Yes. Yes, he's off on vacation to.、Uh, I think、um, saw a post on Facebook. He's gone off to Yangon, but I know that he's going some other places too.、Uh, anyway, risky time to be traveling. <laughs> Very risky time. Well, you know, he planned it quite a while ago, so that's why. Indeed,、yeah. he did. It's understandable. Understandable. Anyway, we love so much to read your letters. Yeah, to hear from you what you think about our programs. But before we do that, we'll just give a slight update of our personal、uh, status update here.、Um, so, how are you keeping up with this、uh, this coronavirus outbreak kind of thing? And you're feeling okay? Um. Well. Well. I don't、what? think I have a choice because I I have some other problems aside from coronavirus, which has kept me at home for the most part. Uh. But I think it might be a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Because it's just giving me a reason to stay home and just kind of <laughs> lock myself in. I have groceries at home and.、Uh, oh, good yeah, for you. Yeah. So.、Oh, okay. Just not going out is probably my biggest contribution. Well, I know the thing now is that if you were to come back from the infected areas, you should try to quarantine yourself at home for fourteen days. Yes. So in a way, you're kind of like quarantining yourself. Nobody's asking you to do so, but you're doing it on your own. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of people are complaining that like fourteen days to quarantine yourself is a whole lot. I I I call that a nice vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Well. 
Wait until you get to close to I don't know, maybe like seven days or something like that. Oh, we'll You'll see. probably go crazy. I think I would too, actually, personally. <laughs> But um, anyway, yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, it seems like in the news, I realize that it's not so much wearing a mask mm. that can keep you from the disease. It's more just keeping your hands clean all the time, like yes. you know, washing hands often, yes. because you don't know what you're touching, and especially in public. And so this morning on the bus, I try not to hold on to any of the, you know, the the poles or anything like that. Those things are they, filthy. I know. How they come are. it never came across to me that those things are filthy, even oh, like doing normal, you know, non-disease days. Yeah. But um, anyway, what can we do about that? Should I be starting wearing surgical gloves? I no, I think I think the MRT does do disinfecting. Oh, okay, well that's good to know. But the problem that's is comforting. with when you have that many people, it's I just know. inevitable. So maybe you should get some surgical gloves. I probably should, right? Maybe. Yeah, I think I'm going to go to Costco and get a box of those. Oh, good luck! I don't think they have those anymore. All the medical oh, supplies no. are gone. Alcohol Serious? wipes, rubbing alcohol, even tissue oh. paper. No oh. more. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll see what I can do about that. Okay. Anyway, let's get to the letters. How's that? Okay. We've got quite a few. Um, to start off, I've got one from. Hold on a second. This is from Peter Ng of Malaysia. Good to hear from you. Wow. It says here, dear sir and ma'am, here is a reception report, uh, uh, dated January 14th, from 1030 UTC at a frequency of 15320 kilohertz. Uh, let's see here. Um, simple rating was fours and fives. And like I said, he listened on January fourth, so he heard here in Taiwan tries to go. Oh, this program status update and hashtag Taiwan, mm. and it says I appreciate your kind attention as to have this report acknowledged and mailed to me a QSR card with no problem. And actually, um, he also included a Chinese New Year card. Oh wow! Look at this; it's you know bright red. That's auspicious color. Oh, in, for Chinese, you know, uh, culture. There's all rats on the on yeah the front, huh? because it's the year of the rat. It's kind of nice. And yeah, and it says Happy Chinese New Year and Gong Xi Fa Cai in Chinese characters, but it's a simplified form. Oh, very thoughtful. And yeah, and underneath it says Abundance, Good Fortune, and Prosperity. Now on the inside, he says English Service Radio Town International, wishing you a happy and prosperous Chinese New Year, Peter Ying of Malaysia. Well, thank you so much for this card. Great. All right, what have you got there? I、Leslie? have a letter from one listener in Bangladesh, a、uh, one, one Sultan Mahmud Sarkar. He says, "Hello, RTI English Service, dear sir or ma'am. At first, take my wish of heart. I got the desk calendar 2020 you sent. You have that." Desk calendar, don't you, on your desk, Shirley? Yes, naturally. I'm sorry.、Oh, I know it's meant for our listeners, but <laughs> I mean, it's it's good to know, like, so I know what they're getting. Otherwise, I'd be like, oh, we have a desk calendar. That's、yeah. cool. It is a very nice calendar. I regularly I regularly listen to all your programs. We like Taiwan Insider, Sound and Music, Soft News,、huh, Soft News, Status Update on the line of your show. We re- we really enjoy it. All programs are very informative. We like you are terrified of China's coronavirus. I am hoping to keep the Taiwanese safe from the virus. Thank you. All regards, Sultan Mahmud Sarkar. Well, take care of yourself over there. I'm not sure how the、uh, disease is. Is the virus in Bangladesh right now? I'm not 100 percent、um, sure. I can't yeah, remember off the top of I, my head. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, yes, let's all keep ourselves safe. Yes. All right, and healthy. Okay, I've got a handwritten a、uh, report here from Gunter Traunfelner. 
who's writing us from Salzburg, Austria. Well, actually, we have heard from him before, so it's good to hear from you, Gunther.、Okay. He listened in on January twenty eighth. I'm just going to go kind of near the end of the letter here,、mm-hmm. where it says RTI thanks for、uh, a good New Year music and thank you. Also, oh, he named、uh, a couple of us here:、um, Andrew Ryan, I see, and my name. And、uh, it says、uh, additional for Chinese music and something about the Chinese New Year. Yes,、mm. we just had our Chinese New Year.、Um, he, I think he just listed things that he he heard、uh, about young daughter. And I'm thinking he's talking about my daughter because it says、uh, marriage. So、um, yes, my daughter just got married、uh, last October, and uh, about um, beautiful. And her father could not decide. A husband. Okay, this I bet is talking about the mouse bride. You know the、oh. usual radio drama that we have yeah, every yeah, year yeah. around this time of year for Chinese New Year. So yes, that would have been it. And、uh, about I hosted that. I I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And、uh, also, it says I made announcement to the village about finding the right husband. Okay, and then it says here at the end, it says, "Dear sir, ma'am, we congratulate your president for her re-election as president of Taiwan, and wish you all happy." New Year and thank you very much for your calendar and and that and that's it yeah so thank you so much for writing that was Gunter Traunfelder of Salzburg Austria all right I got a letter here from Bangalore India from one Mr Morali Moraldahar、uh, says dear madam or sir I listened to the great programs today broadcasted by Radio Taiwan International I would like to report the reception for Radio Taiwan International shortwave service in English, so the reception report they were listening on a Texan PL-660, and the antenna was 60 meters. Reception location: Bangalore, India. They listened on Friday, February 7th.、Uh, the time was 1600 to 1700 UTC. Frequency 6180. Sinpo was 43333. They listened to the news, and then there was Taiwan Insider, which is. Taiwan under high alert due to the coronavirus outbreak. I believe that was last week's episode. Oh, two weeks ago, I believe now.、Mm. Taiwan today. To,、uh, coronavirus outbreak in China. Interview with East Asia correspondent of Deutsche Welle. That's William Yang. A very very good interview, actually. If you'd、oh, like、good. to listen to it, we have it still online on our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. So go ahead and、mm-hmm. check that out if you'd like. Lastly, was Taiwan explained, and they would be glad if they would con- if we can confirm the report with a QSL card. Well, Mr. Moral Dehar, hopefully we can get you one of those very soon. All right, okay. Here's one,、uh, a letter from Hans Werner Lollaki of Denmark. Oh, it's good to hear from you. It says here, "Dear RTI, I still remember your night service in English to Europe. In the afternoon, you are normally readable, but today you were more than good.、Mm. That was a surprise. Oh, good to know." I understand very well that the coronavirus is making headlines and inspiring to actions to prevent it from developing. Living in Denmark, I am grateful for being so far away from Wuhan. Okay, hopefully it will soon be under control. Once a year, I am grateful for QSL and I enclose a reception report. Well, thank you so much. So he listened on, I believe it was February sixth, from sixteen zero zero to seventeen zero zero UTC、um, at six one eight zero kilohertz. And simple rating was four three 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 three, and、uh, he listened to the news about the cruise ship not being allowed in because of the coronavirus,、mm-hmm. about far fares and fishermen losing money due to stop of export to China, and、uh, restrictions on masks to be bought. 
Uh, so here in Taiwan, about middle schools still having two weeks off for winter vacation because of the virus. Farmers support cats. Film on migration and remigration to and from Argentina. Um, university closing dormitory because of coronavirus. And then also about light on Asia. Oh no, that would have been uh, I think uh, Jake Chen's program. Okay, so and let me see here. And you know what? He actually uh, sent in a recorded message oh, to wow. us to RTI. Um, I, I listened to it and I kind of jotted down. So this is really really neat to you know receive a, a, a recorded message. Uh, instead of a letter, uh, it started with some Danish. I believe it was some Danish, and then he said, "You just listened to Hans Werner Lollaki from Denmark giving you greetings on World Radio Day. I love radio. I love radio because it's fascinating to listen to the short wave that come to you from transmitters somewhere in the world to listen to persons as if they were sitting just across the table. This year, I want to greet all the hosts, the journalists, the technicians uh, in the different radio stations." They do their work every day from morning to night. They sit in the studios and they don't know if anyone is listening. But I assure you, we are listening. Happy World Radio Day! Now, isn't that heartwarming? That's great. Yes, That's... thank you so much for that. Yeah. All right. I have a letter here, actually, from Japan, our neighbor, from one Hiroyuki Matsui. Uh, they f- start off with a report first. They're saying, Dear sirs, it is with great pleasure that I report reception of your broadcasting stations. Follows frequency 15320 kilohertz. Listened on February 20- February 1st, 2020, and the time was 0300 to 0345 UTC. Uh, they listened at interval signal, station announcement, of course, it's the. This is Radio Taiwan International. They listened to the news that day, and then they listened to Taiwan Insider, which was, wow, the 10 great ideas for 2020. And then Taiwan Today with Natalie So. She was speaking with Bill Sharp, who is a Taiwan fellow at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. On that day, the condition, uh, the SIMPO rating was 35333 between, and, oh, 35333225322. So I guess kind of oscillated a little bit. Today's signal was sometimes weak, but there was no interference that's a little comment for us. They said, Dear person in charge of English section, Happy New Year. Thank you for sending a New Year's card. At present, the world is fight- frightened by new coronaviruses. Patients are occurring in Japan, but what about Taiwan? There is a shortage of masks in Japan. Well, Mr. Matsui, I can actually tell you that uh, Taiwan has about 18 confirmed cases right now. Right. Two have recovered, and there is a shortage as well of face masks in Taiwan. However... There is government rationing, so everybody can get two masks every seven days per person. And um, they say that the government is actually working on manufacturing more masks, so we don't have to ration anymore. Mm. Um, He says, manufacture of masks in China also seem to be having effect. It's a very troubling problem. I hope that the new coronavirus will find an end as soon as possible. I can only listen on holidays on RTI's English broadcast, but I look forward to it. If the details in this report are corresponding with your station log, I would appreciate to receive a verification card or a letter. Sincerely, Hiroyuki Matsui, Nara Prefecture, Japan. All right. All right. Well, we have a, um, a stack of reports from Siddhartha Bhattacharji of, uh, from India, West Bengal, India, to be precise. Um, he listened on February 3rd. 
uh, as well as February 4th and uh, several days after that too, um, from 1600 to 1700 UTC at 6180 kilohertz. Simple rating was four across the board. And uh, it says here that uh, he used a XData808 model uh, within loop antenna to listen to our program. And uh, he actually had questions for us. But you see, when you was you were reading that uh, letter from Japan just now, uh, he basically asked the same questions that um, Mr. Batajaji was asking. So I hope that, uh, you know, you got the answer to your question. Basically, he was asking, is there any case of coronavirus in your country? Hmm. And yes, I'm sure you mean, you know, confirmed cases. So we have 18 um, as of reporting time. And uh, what kind of precautions measures do you take? So we wear masks in public, uh, you know, places, especially on the MRT, on in the public transportation. And um, yeah, and we're told to wash our hands more often. So thank you for your questions. And uh, that was um, Sadata Bhattajaji of West Bengal, India. Thank you. I have one actually from Banjar, Indonesia, from one Waluyo Ivan Dishman. He says, Dear RTI, this reception report takes place between 10 and 11 a.m. Jakarta time, frequency 15,320 kilohertz. He actually got three reception reports for us. On January 29th, which is a while back, the SINPO rating was 23333. News, Taiwan Airline cancels all flights to Macau, China, and some Southeast Airlines. They also listen to here in Taiwan, speaking about ah, the Chinese New Year tradition about the big dinners. And then Chinese to go, uh, status update, talking about the ingredients of special dishes in Chinese New Year. Is that mm-hmm. right? And then on the 30th, the Thru Simpo rating was 33333 all across the board. The news that day was Taiwan government sends 6 million surgical masks. And here in Taiwan is talking about restaurants using MSG. And then there was another one. Oh, wow. Okay, this one's on January 1st, which is 32333. Taiwan Insider talks about mosquitoes. It was interfered by Japanese radio. Well, mm. does that happen? Elvis? Yes, um... Hopefully not too often, okay. but, uh, but we do. Yes, we do, unfortunately. All right. Well, that was our report from Mr. Dishman. Thank you very much. All right. And this last that I've got here is from Devarajan S., who is writing us from India, it looks like. Mm. Um, so he listened in on February 4th at 6180 kilohertz from, starting from 1650 UTC. And it looks like simple rating is mixed, 54354. Well, anyway, it's really good to hear from you. And uh, hopefully that uh, next time when you write us, uh, give us some details about what you heard and let us know what you think about our programs. That would be wonderful. So good to hear from you. So once again, that's it for this week's uh, status update. We always love to hear from you. Please write us and let us know what programs you heard what you think about them, and let us know um, the good and the bad so that we can do better. But uh, um, in the meantime, please stay healthy and um, wash your hands and, you know, wear your masks wherever you go, um, if you could. But uh, but it's always better, just like Leslie, stay home. <laughs> it's probably the best thing to do, and, uh, except uh, coming to work here at RTI, right? That too. Okay. <laughs> right. Go to work. Right. Anyway, if you write us using paper and pen, the address would be P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. If you prefer emailing us, the address is english at rti.org.tw. But I guess you can also write us at rti at rti.org.tw. 
But once again,、um, you know, do leave us comments on Facebook and YouTube. Would always, always love to hear from you in any way that you can. So I'm Shirley Lin. I'm Leslie Liao, sitting in for John Venture. Yes. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In Southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kilohertz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me/radiotaiwanintl. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me/radiotaiwanintl for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.